getting to make. wherever you are going to deliver in whatever Capacity. setting that yeah. may be. It might be at your house. Um, it might be at somebody else's house. It might be at a birth center. It might be in, I don't know, lakes and rivers that you used to. seeing our faces for the first time on the laborhood podcast season um it's shay your favorite certified nurse midwife your board certified nurse midwife period um if you're new here first off welcome 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 we welcome you once welcome you twice welcome you three times in the name of the lord it's just like church revival. Okay. Yeah. All right. Just like that. Um, I, like I said before, I am a certified nurse midwife. I am also a certified registered nurse in inpatient obstetrics. I obtained my BSN from the illustrious mm-hmm. Winston-Salem mm-hmm. State University. Get up as you get up. As you get up. Okay. Um, I'm also cheer for gang gang. Anyway. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Sorry, I got my BSN from Winston-Salem State in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, and then I got my MSN, my Master's in Science of Nursing, from Frontier Nursing University in a year ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. September yeah. of last year. That's wild, because mm-hmm. now I feel like I live in a twilight zone, because that went by so fast. It did go by fast. Like, did we have Christmas? Did we have Christmas? We, like, we I feel like we did it. <laughs> it's just, it just zoomed. It just zoomed by. It just zoomed by. Hi guys, my name is Bria. I am your other co-host of the Laborhood Podcast. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I am a nationally certified inpatient obstetrics registered nurse. Um, I have been a labor and delivery nurse for seven years. I have been a nurse for a total of eight years. Um, I received my Bachelor of Science in Nursing degree from the Winston-Salem State University. Get up as you get up. Yeah. Um, and Winston-Salem, North Carolina. I'm from Winston-Salem, North Carolina. I then went on to receive my master's degree um, from Western Governors University. Um, so I got my master's of science in nursing with a concentration in leadership and management. Um, so I've been in the labor world for a while. Um, in season one, we kind of touched on... Um, a lot of different things to kind of get us to this This point point that we're talking about today. So you've met your providers, you have figured out where you want to deliver, you've established your birth plan, you have all of your support people in place, you have decided, am I going to try and go into labor spontaneously or if I'm going to have an induction for whatever reason, Yes, and you've made it to the facility. Yeah, and that's what season two is kind of going to talk about. Um, we've got some fun stuff <laughs> for season two. Have you noticed anything new? You can see us. Look at that. <laughs> you can see us. You can see us. Um, so we have added in. A, we've added in some visuals this season, um, and you might even get a little surprise because maybe it's not just our face that you're going to see. It might be some new ones. You might. You um, might. You might. I mean, see we some are familiar enough, ones, but it's you know. We might add a little, a little zhuzh in there. A little shinkering. A little shinkering. Um, <laughs> so yeah, season two, we've got some fun stuff planned. Um, not just within the podcast and our recordings, um, but outside of the podcast, we've got some fun things planned for you guys. So let's let's get to it. Let's get to it. <laughs> so today's episode is um, entitled Mama, "Mama, You Made It." it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so we are going to talk about labor and actually. Um, getting to the point of the point that everybody that everybody is anticipating for yeah. the entire pregnancy and that's like getting to the hospital being in labor or the or the the house or birth center wherever getting to may. wherever you are going to deliver in whatever capacity setting that yeah. may be it might be at your house um it might be at somebody else's house it might be at a birth center it might be in i don't know lakes and rivers that you used to whatever <laughs> Wherever you are, <laughs> wherever you are planning to bring your baby Earthside, um, this episode is kind of going to talk about once you get there, what that may look, look, look like, like, what that may look like. Um, so we'll kind of talk about the stages of labor. Let's let's just jump right We're in. We're going hip 
Head first. Um, okay, so typically there are four stages of labor. Mm. The first one is what everybody hates. Yeah. And that, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the first one is like that early labor stage where your cervix starts changing, you start contracting, and eventually you go on into active labor. This might be where you lose your mucus plug, and this is where people think that... Okay, I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> I have it. I have it ready. <laughs> Let me let me first off, your mucus plug doesn't mean anything. It it, mean, I mean, it does, but it doesn't. Like if you, you don't lose even go to it, the hospital. right? You, if you lose, I don't want to see it. No, don't no. bring me a picture. Mm-mm, don't, don't bring it with you. Don't. You lost your mucus, mucus plug. Congratulations. That's cool. Thank cool. you. Cool. It's a, it's like saying Christmas is coming on the first of December. <laughs> like, I mean, we is, all know that Christmas is, is coming, but, but like. You maybe not open a present, right. you know, like you don't need to open a present yet. Um, so yeah, so that's really just the body, like, okay, girl, you know, we're we, at we that might stage. Be warming up. Yeah. We might be warming up. Remember, if you listen to season one, we talked about the stretching and mm-hmm. the things that your cervix goes through. That's one of the things, yeah, that's that's one of the things. Yeah. Hey there, Laborhood Gang, this is Shay, one of your co hosts of the Laborhood Podcast, and I've got something very special to share with you an exclusive offer that is just too good to pass up. Have you ever heard of Hello Bello? If not, you are in for a treat. Let me tell you, Hello Bello is all about making parenting easier and more affordable, and we are thrilled to partner with them as Hello Bello enthusiasts. With Hello Bello, you can get high-quality baby products that won't break the bank. And here is the best part. We've got a unique code that will score you an incredible 20% off of your very first order. To snag this deal, all you have to do is use our special link and apply the code THEL at checkout. That's not all. Hello Bello was co-founded by none other than Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard, parents who believe that all babies deserve the best and we do too. They are on a mission to make premium parenting accessible to everyone and their products reflect that commitment. Hello Bello crafts their products with babies, parents, and the planet in mind, all while keeping prices as low as possible. So let's make some magic together on our journey to bring premium parenthood to you all. When you use our unique code, T-H-E-L, not only do you get an amazing discount, but you also support the Laborhood Podcast. Thank you so much for being a part of our amazing Laborhood Gang community and happy parenting with Hello Bella. Now let's get back to the show. Like if you're on a treadmill, I wouldn't start out at a seven on a 15 nah. incline. You know, nah. like, oh, let's yeah. not do that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Let's not do that. This is more like your, you know, your nice pace walk. Like mm-hmm. we just really just warming up, mm-hmm. really just warming up. Um, you might feel some contractions, might feel a little crampy in that early stage, yeah. but nothing consistent that's going to be it might be a little painful but it might be it's gonna feel like what you felt like when you just had like a regular period like yeah a period like cramp, period like, oh. crampy yeah um also like braxton hicks is during this time mm-hmm. like very much early labor you're not your contractions may be what 15 20 yeah. minutes apart and even then they're not consistent like yeah. they're not you might have three today and none tomorrow yeah or like after you've been at work all day and you're kind of dry and dehydrated, you might feel a few when you get home. Like, well, I'm contracting. Yeah, just yeah. drink a little water. Yeah, yeah. drink a little water. <laughs> drink a little water. It'll, drink a little water. Go away. Um, so we have that early stage of labor, but we also have um, we have early labor, but then we that second stage of labor, which we'll get to in a bit. But we also have that like prodromal labor, mm-hmm. which I think really confuses people and it makes people super frustrated. Because that prodromal labor, you are like hurting, you are contracting consistently, but your cervix is like, yeah, girl, we're not changing. Yeah, no, <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna stay the same. <laughs> um, and certain, pro- and again, that's where it can get really frustrating because it, they are painful, and mama, you know, mamas can't sleep, they're mm-hmm. uncomfortable. Like no matter what they do, no matter the position, like it, girl, they come to the hospital and it's like I'm hurting, and you check them, and they're and they're two, and they're oh, okay. or they're super, and they're just like. Oh, girl. Or they're like really, really posterior still, meaning your cervix is tilted back towards the towards the back of your pelvis. And it's 
uncomfortable. Yeah, it's and very uncomfortable. You've been doing this for hours at this yeah. point. Yeah, and sometimes a day or two. I've sent somebody home, like, pro in at a week. Like, yeah. she had been on and off frequent flyer through the ED. Like, just... Yeah. I've been contracting like this, contracting like this, contracting like this, and yeah. her cervix was not, not budging. Changing. Not budging. And, I, like I said, I it's easier for me to be like, oh, don't get frustrated. Like, it's going to be right. okay. But it's right. like, girl, I've been here for three days. Like, <laughs> at I'm this like, point, you I don't want to do this down anymore. through my throat and pull the baby out <laughs> at this point. Girl, just get it out of me because I'm sick of hurting. Um, but there are some things that you can do during prodromal labor. Yeah. Um, even certain things that some providers will do. Um, to kind of get you comfortable so that you can kind of get through that prodromal mm-hmm. phase where you'll get to that more active phase of labor. Yeah, because a lot of times when you're prodromaling like that, it's just you can't physically relax enough yes. for your cervix to change. Mm-hmm. Like I talk about it all the time. It's literally mind and matter. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, mind, my, I got to get your mind has to be right for your cervix to change. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're not going to be coping very well. Yeah, um, yeah. But like you said, there are things that we can do. Mm-hmm. I, I f- like therapeutic rest. Like as a provider? Yes. Mm-hmm. As a provider, I love therapeutic rest because a lot of times they just need a nap. Like if, if a mama can go to sleep and relax and then her cervix will change and she's like, oh, okay, I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like I can cope better now because mm-hmm. right. I ain't slept in three days and I'm hurting. Um, yeah. Everybody doesn't do therapeutic rest. Mm-hmm. Like provider-wise. Providers, yeah. every yeah, all providers don't. But, like, good things to try if your provider does not offer you therapeutic mm-hmm. rest is, like, a shower, a hot bath will do it Yeah, almost every time. Um, drinking water. And, mm-hmm. I mean, like. Not a bottle. <laughs> not a I mean, like, single 16 ounce bottle of water. Actually drinking water. Yeah. Um, like, consistently, like, get your, you know, get your Stanley, get your Yeti, get your Amazon bubble. jug, you know, whatever. <laughs> whatever you drink water out of, fill it up, get to drinking. Yep. Get to You're going to have to pee, like, every five minutes. But the movement is good for you. Yes. So, um, curb walking. Mm-hmm. Is a really good option to do when you're prodromaling. And curb walking is where one you're walking like straight on a but, curb. So one well, foot is up on the curb, the other foot is, is on, on the, the bottom. So you're kind of doing like one of these. <laughs> you're doing one of these numbers. Um, but it's good because that the shifting kind of helps baby like wiggle down, down into the pelvis, into like that pelvis yeah. where it needs to be. Um, Just make sure you do it on both sides. Okay, continue. That's, That's how know. you get asynclitic babies. We'll talk about that That's a little good later. That's good to know because I don't, I mean, I have thought of like, it's a good, like, until you say it out loud, I never thought about it. You should probably do it on the other side. <laughs> you gotta do it. You should on, probably you gotta do, do it, it going side. and coming. And coming. Yeah. You learn something new truly every day in this field. <laughs> That's good to know. Good to know. Yeah, you gotta do it um, every day. I mean, you gotta do it on both sides. Yeah. Um, you can also have sex. And that's people don't like that. Because it'd be uncomfortable. People I'm, I'm sure like people that. like, girl, I'm not doing that with this belly. Like, I'm not doing that. But so I think more so it's the guys. They scared. Not only that, but like the thought, the thought of them that penis is not gonna touch your baby's no, head. No, no, no. Well, yes, that's too. Not, <laughs> that it's too. not. It's but not. no, like the thought of like their child being in that area freaks them out. What? They will not do it. They that will baby not don't know do what's going it. on. It's, it's something about like, I think in their minds they're like, I'm having sex in front of my child. I don't. I don't know what it is. Oh, Maybe boy. it's seeing something move alien like in there, <laughs> <laughs> and they just can't. They you can't fathom. Okay, but you don't. Okay, that's like, doggy you know, style is absolutely a position. That's what I was about to say. You don't have to see the belly. Oh, you know what? That ain't. You know what? I ain't never been there, so we I can't should, say nothing. I was gonna say we should get a person with a penis who has had a baby before on this show, so we can talk about. Talk that. about. I'm gonna write that. <laughs> he I'm write said that that's down. gross. Invite ah. dad. See, see. I'm gonna make a note because yeah, that's <laughs> but that's interesting. That's interesting. Um. I've also heard spicy foods. That could be a complete like old wise tale kind of I thing. Don't, I don't. I've never. I don't tell people that. I'll say. Yeah, that. you. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, that's the same. Like you know, the whole casserole thing. 
Please oh, don't do that. Oh, God. <laughs> don't please. do that. But um, I have heard spicy foods is a good. Yeah. A little something to get get things moving. So uh, I, guess you, you I know, feel like there get you is a, a place. hot honey, lemon pepper, sprinkle. From American Deli. Uh, and some fries. Hot ones. And a peach drink on the way to the house. I was going to say, make sure you get a peach yeah. drink. You know, what a, and get that on the way to the house. Is it Buffalo Wild Wings that has like a labor induction wing? Don't quote me on that either. Yeah, I don't know about that one. Some place. Say it puts you in the labor? Yeah. See, that's the spicy part. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe. You can also do like dates prenatally. You can do red raspberry leaf tea. Um, mm. Yeah, those are my two. Also, which Evening are, primrose oil. Yeah, but don't do these things at 35 weeks. You're no, 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 no. Okay, um, no, 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 no. <laughs> After 36 weeks. There you go. Preferably 37. Yeah, let's let that little nugget I mean, you cook. can eat dates. You can eat dates your whole pregnancy. Yeah. But everything else, like the evening primrose oil, the red raspberry leaf tea, yeah. the fornication. Starting at 37 weeks. I mean, you have sex through your, your pregnancy, too. That's fine. Yes, fine. Unless you have been told not to. Unless you have been told not to. Don't go <laughs> and tell your provider that Brie and Shay told you that you can have sex your whole pregnancy. Because no, Mm-mm. we didn't. Make sure your OB is okay with it. Yes. Don't be sitting around with a circlage and you tell my Brie and Shay told you you can have sex. No, no, we didn't. No, we didn't. Mm-hmm. We did not tell or you that. Or a preview. No, we didn't. We did not tell you that. Okay. So don't do that. Um, so make sure you're doing it at the right gestation. Don't be trying to induce labor. Okay, back to the casserole thing. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm just going to say, <laughs> I'm just going to say, <laughs> you probably, yes, it's going to make you contract, but that is not putting you into labor. And I'm going to tell you why. Because you come into the hospital, you've been contracting every minute for the past three hours, but that's also because you shook your brains out for two hours before that. It's <laughs> coming out of me like lava. <laughs> yeah. You can't do that. You are. All you did was make your uterus dry, and now it's just like, girl, I am irritated. <laughs> yeah, it's mad. It's I'm angry. irritated. I'm and just for that, I'm not gonna change your cervix. That's what you get. So now you gotta see. Now we gotta give you fluids. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I actually had a patient come in the other day. She had her first baby at 36 weeks, 36, mm-hmm. 35-ish weeks, and she was 34 weeks pregnant and just tired of being pregnant. And she drank the midwife's brew. Oh God. Please don't do that, y'all. And if you do it, do it after 37 weeks. <laughs> Wait, what's the midwife's brew? I don't know actually what all is in it. Is this the pineapple juice, castor oil, that little? Maybe. I've heard that little elixir before. Uh, yeah. She almost ended up in a C-section just because her uterus Playing was around. so <laughs> upset. And she was preterm. Girl, stop that. Yeah, y'all, please don't Tired do of that. being pregnant is not please a reason to <laughs> try to <laughs> induce your own labor. And like she said, the castor oil ain't going to do nothing but make you irritable. And then when your service doesn't change, we're going to send you back to the house. Shitting. Literally. Literally. Now, you, now, yeah, still shitting and not Because y'all, think about, think about it. <laughs> this castor oil is not going to your uterus. It's going to your intestines. <laughs> people think about that it is going to your intestines i don't i don't know it's going to your stomach to your intestines and then back out it's too it's nasty not for going me to even to think about drinking so i don't even want that Hey everybody, this is Shay, one of your co-hosts for the Laborhood Podcast, and I'm thrilled to share some exciting news with our incredible listeners today. The Laborhood is now an Amazon influencer, and I couldn't be more excited to introduce you to our very own Amazon storefront. You might be wondering, what is an Amazon influencer and how it impacts or benefits you? But... I'm here to provide you with hand-picked recommendations for products we truly believe in and use in my everyday role as a baby catcher. Our storefront is a carefully curated collection of items that I found to be incredibly valuable for both the birthing person and their precious babe. From essentials for new moms to must-haves for those special moments during childbirth, We've got you covered. And here's the best part. When you shop our storefront, you're not only getting access to tried and true products, but you're also supporting the Laborhood Podcast. Your purchases through our storefront help us continue our mission of advocating for maternal health and empowering birthing persons. Plus, I want to be fully transparent with our amazing community. So when you make a purchase through our Amazon storefront, we may earn a small commission from Amazon as a part of being an Amazon influencer in their program. 
So not only do you get fantastic products that I personally recommend, but you also contribute to our efforts to make a positive impact in the world of maternal health. To start shopping and explore our hand-picked selection, simply visit www.amazon.com backslash shop backslash laborhood podcast. Or you can click the link in the episode description or link in our bio. Don't miss out on these incredible finds that can enhance your birthing experience and support new parents on their journey. Thank you for being a part of the Laborhood Gang and for helping us make a meaningful difference in maternal health care. All right, let's get back to the show. Oh, okay. Okay, so that was our that was our, our tangent for for this episode. Okay. So talked about early labor. We talked about padromal labor. Now, now we to the meat and the potatoes. So we're going into active, active labor. Active labor. I now, love it. I love it. Now, 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 now things popping off. Why are you doing this? Because now we this is the like, party. Because <laughs> this is the part that people are really like, oh, okay. Now, yeah, okay. Now I can stay at the hospital. They're yes. not sending me home to stop. <laughs> they're keeping me. They're nice. keeping me. You, hey, hey, mom. Call your, call your family. Me. Tell them you're getting to stay this time. This is your third time to try because I've seen you twice this week. <laughs> <laughs> that third time. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. Now we're getting somewhere. And I have seen people three times. In oh, I've seen girl. Sometimes twice in one night. I, same, <laughs> sometimes same. twice in one night. You're like, baby, you just left two hours ago. I have seen somebody at eight p.m. and at two thirty a.m. they were back. I'm sure. I'm contracting. Yeah, baby, yeah. you were contracting when I sent you home the first time. <laughs> okay, so let, while we're talking about that, I don't want people to be afraid to go to the hospital. If you are concerned and you're contracting. Go to the hospital. Yeah. We would much rather see you and you get checked out than you sitting at home worried or you are actually actively laboring because it's hard to tell the difference. And you come in on one ass Right. Sheet. Now you can't. Now you're hurting. for. Now you just. <gasps> and then it's it, depending on where you work. It might be a little late for that epidural if you want it now. Uh-oh. So like go and get checked out, guys, for real. I so I hear some people say I didn't want to come because I thought I was gonna get sent home. Yeah, again, don't be afraid. Like, don't be afraid. Like, we're not mad. No, we're not mad that you listen, baby. I'm here for twelve hours. <laughs> Just come on, come on in, come on in. It's fine. It's fine. That's right. all. And I get I get paid the same whether you show uh, up. Baby, listen, I'm on the clock. Either right. They're not, not sending me home. They're not gonna send me home <laughs> if we send you home. And if we if you come back in active labor, they still not gonna send me this, home. Matter of so. fact, I now for sure gotta stay. <laughs> so yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Come on back. Get checked out. You know. Maybe we can talk about what you were doing at home. Maybe we can switch it up. Maybe yeah. I can give you some tips and tricks mm-hmm. on what to do so that the next time you come, you can stay. You can stay. You can, you can stay. stay at a birthday party. Okay, so active labor. What are we now considering? Because this changes. It changes a lot. I, at least since I've started working as a labor delivery nurse. What is considered active labor? Like the, I guess the requirements for, to be considered an active labor. So... The gentleman who says defined active labor versus not says that mm-hmm. active labor, your cervix for no lips, first time mamas, prima gravitas, mm-hmm. um, is where their cervix makes cervical change. It's increased. So it's usually like between one to two centimeters every hour to two hours. Okay. Um, Two to three hours, forgive me. It's two mm-hmm. to three hours. Um, and then for multiples, multiple gravitas, women yeah, who not, have had multiple baby. babies, mm-hmm. um, it's that 0.5 to centimeter per one to two hours. Okay. So, like, you have a great contraction pattern, contractions every two to three minutes, mm-hmm. um, consistently. Could, for, say, con- that, say that word one more time consistently there you go i just wanted the i just want to i just want everybody to hear it because you can't contract two to three minutes for 20 minutes and then Correct. not have a contraction for 15 minutes and then have two more contractions and think that this is because that's not consistent right okay that's like oh i'm just gonna i'm just gonna stretch my toes and then i'm, I'm thinking about stretching my knees before i take off running but <laughs> I never actually got to my knees. Stretching your toes is And then wild. I just take off running. <laughs> Baby, you are going to be hurting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's not going to work. Um, so changing your cervix. And I know some people, especially 
coming through triage, it's like you check them, they're three. Okay. But and three sounds like a lot when it's you only gotta get to ten, but it might be their first baby. They might roughly be, you know, might not even be like forty weeks, you know, be like might be like thirty eight, thirty nine mm-hmm. weeks. Um, and they get frustrated when they can't stay. And it's like I'm three cent you know, I'm three centimeters and it's like I, I get it. Yeah. So technically they are calling active labor six centimeters. Okay. Cause at that point, like you're you're probably gonna be changing. You're closer to but, ten than you are to close. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Correct. You're yeah. closer to complete ten mm-hmm. than you are to close. Yeah. So um and usually that's that transitional period and mm, that's when they get we, shaking. Yeah, we can talk yeah. about you're sweating, <laughs> you're shaky. Yeah. So a good rule of thumb and is we've been made it we've made it a thing. It's not actually a thing, yeah. but we've made it a thing. Yeah. So if you ain't four, hit, hit the, the door. door. <laughs> if you ain't wet, you got a jet, baby. <laughs> you got a jet. And that's another thing. Um now you can be wet as in rupture, your water broke. <laughs> <Wait. laughs> Alright, so you just can't you really can't do I'm sorry, we talk about people. vaginas on this podcast. That's all I thought about. Your water can be broken, but you cannot you can you can have a water broken and not be six centimeters. But if your water is broken, baby, it don't matter what that service is. You're staying. You are staying. You have bought yourself a ticket. At to, the hotel, to hospital. this facility, yeah, <laughs> to this facility, the birthing center. You yes, didn't, you you didn't afford your stay, honey. Yeah, here yeah. is your here is your admission pass because yes. you got one now. Um, um, speaking of that, like if you are not six centimeters, if you're not even in labor, let's say you're not even in labor, you mm-hmm. ain't contracting, mm-hmm. your cervix is closed, and your rupture. It is called pre-labor premature rupture of membranes. So like that's where the P-prom comes in. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cause that happens. Yep. Um, Pre labor rupture of membranes, like. And when they come in, I'm just like, oh. We can. I mean, you can still have a baby. Yeah, of course. We just gotta, you know, your. We might have to finagle. Your care plan's a little different. You know, yeah. we gonna we gonna start with a little. With all those induction medications we talked about on the last season. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna come in and have a chit chat with you. Yeah. If your labor doesn't pick up. Yeah. Which I mean that's fine. So active labor. We got that good contraction pattern. We're, you know, roughly six centimeters or our water is broken. Mm-hmm. Um, you're huffing and puffing. You're huffing and puffing. Or, you know, you're just kind of like, some people don't huff and puff. This is true. I had a patient come in the other night and she said that she has like painless contractions. Must be nice. It's like, oh, you got a name. Like casual come And she was ruptured. And this was like baby number like six. Four centimeters. She was, she was chilling. She was chilling, and she was like, "Oh no, no! Where's the anesthesiologist?" I said, "My girl." She was like, "I just don't want to feel it come out." And I was like, "You have every, every right, right to, to do. That. You, you have, have every, every right, right, to, right that. to do that. You have every right to that." But That's she said nice. her mom was also the same way. She was like, "Is I just I don't know." She was like, "They're like." Not painless, but literally, what I think jeans while she was in triage, like she was on the monitor for a while, and I she and the husband was like, "Do you feel that one?" She was like, "Yeah, I kind of feel that one." I said, "Hey, yo, <laughs> what kind of unicorn is this?" Okay, that what like is this? never ha- that never happens, guys. That's 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 a very I have never rare. heard of that before. I've Not never like heard painless. I've seen people like cope very well. Yeah. But and I didn't like, hear her say, like, she had a really high pain tolerance. She was just like, I guess she just, I don't know. Maybe her nerve endings or something with me. I don't know. Something in <laughs> She might need to have her spine. Something, something. But she was just fine. And she was like, yeah. Da, 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 like, da. That's how it was. Like, just unicorns and butterflies in here. Just hmm. baby number six, ruptured. Baby number, oh, she's going to cough and have a baby. Yeah, yeah. She was, I mean, yeah. Okay. It was, listen, again, that's cool. So, active labor you've bought your ticket you're now now you're on labor and delivery so mm-hmm. now we're we're talking you know getting your epidural all that good stuff um getting you comfortable or unmedicated if you're unmedicated we were talking about getting in the tub getting in the tub now's a good time, time. Mm-hmm. yeah this is that transition period yeah. and they call it a transition because something there's a hormonal shift that happens yes and 
even if even medicated or unmedicated I was you gonna can say, see it you can see it yeah you can see it we call them the labor quakes yeah. you get those <laughs> like you get, you get like I'm not cold, but I, I just don't know. I was like, I do, baby. It's yeah, okay. It's, it's all okay. right. I know it's exactly okay. why you're shaking. I think you're transitioning. You're probably complete, but uh-huh. it's okay. It's that, that, that little, the cute moan that they were doing, like the, oh, yeah. has now become a uh, low growl. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yes, we're about to have a baby. Yay. I'm going to go and get my blankets so ready. <laughs> I'm going to go get my blankets. It's fine. Yeah, I'm going to go get stuff ready. Because you've, you've entered that 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 active, active labor, labor, yeah. Um, the active you labor phase. You can't get comfortable. You can't be still. You can't mm-hmm. sit down. You can't stand up. Yeah. You just, you just when you feel like the wheels are literally about to <laughs> fall off, that's because we're getting close. Yeah, and yeah. I've heard like unmedicated moms who like you know went unmedicated and they were like, I knew when I was transitioning. Because, like, this, this is bad, but one nurse, <laughs> she's a nurse, but she had an unmedicated birth. She was like, it literally felt like I was being ripped in half. She's like, I thought I was going to be unalive. She was like, I thought, she was like, I felt like I was going to die. She was like, but I was also tensing. Yeah, I was also, like, complete. I had a baby with, like, the next hour. And you know what? My grandma said that. My yeah. grandma was like, you're going to feel like you're dying. Yeah. You're going to hope and pray that you do. <laughs> I hope I am dying, matter of fact. You but know? she ain't going to die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, that's a very rough way to describe it. it but, is. I mean. Yeah. She said it just felt like I, one person was on the other side of me and like on each side of me. And it was just pulling me apart. Like, that's how it. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to feel that. But, okay. <clears throat> good news is, like, usually once you transition, like, Either you have a baby very, very fast mm-hmm. or you there's always like a calmness that happens after that transition period. For an unmedicated mom? Like Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. There's like it's like yeah. and then they'll do that for thirty or forty but minutes you know, and I then they that, like and I think that they resume control. I was gonna say I think that's them just getting through that initial shock of being like, Whoa, <laughs> this hurts. Like and then it's kind of like they dig deep. They mm-hmm. go, they go into that place, and it's like, okay, I just gotta do it. I yeah. gotta do it. They go into, it. they go into that zone, and it's like, okay, well, I'm just gonna watch you because now I don't trust you. Because now I know you, <laughs> now I know you're you're active. I might not have checked you, but physically, I can see that something mm-hmm. is changing. Also, one of the midwives that trained me showed me like, if you are an unmedicated mom who is like, I really do not want to be checked, mm-hmm. which is understandable. You're not medicated. Are you talking about the sacral bulge? Uh, well, yes, the sacral bulge as well as like the line at the top of the butt crack mm. extends. <laughs> no, but it extends. Yes, yes. And it's like, oh, you're complete. Okay. Oh, so we'll you just can see wait. It. Is yeah. it like a discoloration? Mm hmm. Hmm. I don't know what it's called. I don't know the technical term for it, but yeah. that's like what happens. Yeah, and you'd be like, "Oh, oh, she's complete." Yeah, it's fine. I'll just let her start. I, I'm gonna down. put on a pair of gloves and I'm just gonna <laughs> She'll start bearing down in a minute. But I did. I had a the I had a patient real. Um, who she was preterm but very much active labor, unmedicated. She was on her hands and knees. Um, it's the best time to see it. And it was it was textbook. Mm-hmm. I mean, right there at right here right there on her back. I even pointed it out to her to one of the other nurses. I was like. Her sacral bulge is like textbook. I mean, it was like, and it wasn't just bulging out, but she was bearing that. I was like, she had a baby within like the next 10 minutes. Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, so all those things, it's very, very, um, I always encourage, especially newer nurses to to watch and look at the body for somebody who's unmedicated. And definitely know a uh, change, like you note changes. Oh yeah, you can, yeah. You can see changes. You, you can, can see You changes. can absolutely see. Without even, without having to physically put your hands in the patient. You you can see yeah, yeah something yeah. something is changing, um so we are six centimeters now we you have done whatever whether you're unmedic if you're unmedicated you've kind of you know gotten your zone your support person's there helping you if you're you are epiduralized you might be taking sleep. a nap you might be sleep this one <laughs> taking a nap same that's wake me up when it's time for me to push. that's what I plan to do um now we hit the good not this is not really the good part but. It's the part leading up to the good part. Yes. So we are officially transitioning into stage two of labor. Mm-hmm. And that is like, okay, yay, we're complete. Yay, let's have a baby. Yeah. And we're going to start pushing. Ah, push it. 
So this is stage two of Phase the Phase two is pushing. Asterisk. Asterisk. 10 centimeters doesn't always equal it's time to start pushing. Very true. Yeah. Yes. 10 centimeters. And I think people, like. Oh, I'm 10. Yeah, but your baby in your throat. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but I think. And then it's, I kind of like, we start to do some educating and start talking about station. Yeah. Um, because I think, you know, a lot of people don't know about station. station. They know what dilation is, but they don't understand mm-hmm. the importance of station. Yep. Um, Peeps, can we insert a uh, clip of what station looks like? It's like a number line, right? Yeah. So. Like pelvis, head. head yep. So like if you think about a number line and you've got negative three, negative two, negative one, zero. Plus one, mm. plus two, plus three. That's what station is. And so yeah. if you think about that on a pelvis. Like if we say, oh, your baby is like minus three station, that means it's well, it's still well into the pelvis. This and, your baby up here, and, and this is the, the exit pelvic. down here. <laughs> haven't they haven't hit that pelvic that pelvic uh, inlet, inlet opening yet? Yeah. Um. So ten centimeters, yes. But sometimes your nurse can help you get in some some different positions using different. Um, little items that we have, like peanut balls and things Love like that, um, to help you get that baby lower. So that hope, the hope is that we can cut down on pushing time, mm-hmm. um, especially for those epiduralized mamas who, you know. What's your take on from your nursing experience? Mm-hmm. What is your take on laboring down? If I can, I'm going to every time. If my baby looks good, if my mama's doing good, I'm gonna. I'm gonna labor down every time. If my provider's okay with it, I'm gonna I'm gonna labor down. Um, because just from my from my experience and from how I practice as a nurse, um, if you start pushing too early, you find and especially once we're talking about pushing and how long pushing can take. Um, if you start pushing too early, and let's say we got two hours of pushing ahead of us, even if we started, you know, at a good station. We start pushing too early, and now we've hit hour three. And you're exhausted. Your mama is exhausted. You know, your mom's exhausted. You can't get that good pushing effort from her because she is so tired. Then, you know, in the end, that's when, you know. We have to start talking about, like. Yeah, different things we have vacuuming. to do. Vacuuming. Well, mm-hmm. other stuff that I don't do. So yeah, yeah. So I think if you can labor down, do it. Now. Have I started pushing at like zero station plus one before? And you still push for that long? No. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. I have. Yes. yes. As I have. Um, so if I can, yes. If I can, yes. Because I it's it I feel like it's it's it works. It works. Um from a nursing standpoint, I absolutely agree. Yeah. From a provider standpoint, I'd be like, okay, let her labor now. She's not feeling pressure yes let her labor down mm-hmm. she want to take a nap she bought that epidural let her <laughs> let her it's enjoy her it bill. it's on her bill it's on the <laughs> bill it don't matter how long she had it she already bought it now yeah like let her enjoy it if she wants to go to sleep for three hours let her go to sleep she's probably gonna need the rest mm-hmm. because she's gonna have to push and i want moms to know and understand also that if you now there's also research that I will pop up in here somewhere. Mm. Um, I think it's being, I don't want to say misinterpreted, but mm. the research doesn't say, matter of fact, I got, I'm going to read it. You go ahead. Okay. I'm going to find it. Um, so I like to do it, like I said, because if you don't, then we start getting into intervening to get the baby out if that makes sense um and that's not what we we don't want to intervene right also what i was gonna say is let's say it was a long you know it's been a long day or you know mom labored for a long time and she finally got an epidural got an epidural now she's complete and let's say it's like oh we want to start pushing i think moms need to know that they do have the right to say hey are we okay if I wait, you know, 30 minutes? If, right, are we, is right. it okay? Does the baby look good? Am I okay? Can I just rest my eyes for 45 minutes? Can I rest my eyes for an hour? You know, like, you have the right to, to say that. You have yeah. the right to ask that. Um, now, if there's some reason, you know, looking at baby on the monitor, if the provider's like, oh, maybe not 45 minutes, Mike, unless you get a power nap for 30 minutes. 
then okay, you know. Um, but yes, I think moms should know that they have the option um, to say like, oh, I, I kind of want to enjoy this a little bit more before I start pushing. Um, so yeah. All right, I'm not going to keep looking for this because I fine. thought I had it and I, don't, I can't find it. But essentially, like a nurse reached out and... Oh, I did find it. Look at that. Um, so according to ACOG, the American College of Gynecology and Obstetrics, mm-hmm. there were two studies that found that introducing delayed pushing at 10 centimeters for one to two hours shortened active maternal pushing efforts by 20 minutes. My thing is, if it's going to make you push for less... I'm perfectly fine with mm-hmm. it, which as an L&D nurse, we understand that 20 minutes can be the make or the break. Yeah. If you contract in every two minutes and mm-hmm. that's three pushes, you know, like that's a lot of pushing in yeah, 20 minutes. That's that a lot is of like, and that's a lot of effort. Cause you think about how many times you push on one contraction, you that's push like saying. three to four times on one yeah. contraction, 20 minutes. That's a long time. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of pushing. So a more recent article was published stating that delayed pushing by one hour or more was associated with an increased risk for C-section, vacuum, and forceps deliveries and postpartum hemorrhages, but there were no adverse outcomes that ever happened to the babies in that study. It didn't determine the cause for why, like, laboring down was suggested or not suggested. Mm -hmm. Like, sometimes if you have a larger baby, some providers will say, yeah, you can labor down let the body just kind of do what the body is going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one focused on women with epidurals laboring down versus not. My thing is I've seen it work and I'm going to use it as long as it's not going to be harmful to my patient and mm-hmm. my baby. Mm-hmm. And some providers I think are more so saying like, well, this study showed this. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yes. What have, but, but what, have say, like, what have you seen? What have you seen? Yeah, and your practice, what have you seen? You know, like what have you seen practicing as a provider? Have you seen it? Have you seen it cause those things or have you not? Hey there, wonderful listeners. It's Bria here, one of your hosts for the Laborhood Podcast, and we've got some incredible news to share with you today. The Laborhood is now proudly a Kindred Bravely ambassador. But what's Kindred Bravely, you ask? Well, let me tell you about this amazing company that's all about supporting moms just like you. Kindred Bravely is a brand built on love. Love that's poured into every single piece of clothing they create. Their meticulously designed clothes are here to make your journey through motherhood a little easier from the bump to breastfeeding and beyond. Because let's face it, mama, you deserve to look and feel great all the time. Kindred Bravely understands that, and they're here for you every step of the way. Now, here's the exciting part. We have a special offer just for you, our incredible community. When you shop with Kindred Bravely using our unique code, you'll get an amazing 15% off your purchase. That's right, 15% off. So how do you claim this offer? It's simple. Just visit and use our code LABORHOODP15 and shop till you drop at checkout be sure to use the unique code laborhood p15 to unlock those savings but wait there's more if you're tuning in during october 2023 you're in for a treat because kindred bravely's fall collection campaign is happening until october 20th 2023 this collection is a must-see with limited quantities in limited edition colors. It's perfect for moms who love to mix and match, dress up or down, and keep their closets filled with versatile and comfortable pieces. So don't miss out. Thank you for being a part of the Laborhood community and happy shopping with Kindred Bravely. Now, let's get back to the show. I think my thing is you're either going to push for three hours and either go to the back or you're going to push, you're going to sleep for two hours and push for one hour and end up with a vaginal delivery. Mm-hmm. Or you can still push for three hours and sleep for two and still end up in the back. <laughs> yeah. Have I seen it work? Yes. As a provider, will I still continue to do it as long as it's safe? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I've had several people ask us that. Yeah. Like, how do we feel about yeah, laboring down? down? Yes. Um, so with pushing, I think, you know, when we talk about pushing, I think everybody has it in their brain that it's that 
one, you know, push. Like, because that's what TV shows. That's what TV shows. Um, that it's that one position. You might get three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that is that one position, but um, I will, and I, I've seen birth plans come in with moms. I don't want to, I don't want to deliver on my back. I don't want to deliver on my back. And I feel like, you know, pushing on the back gets a bad rap, but yes, but it be working. Like (laughs) it be working. It does. It be working. Now, I think they say, I don't want to push on my back because they don't specifically know like this, like the, um, gosh, I can't think of the word. The pelvic opening? That, but also, like, I think they just say they don't want to do it because maybe that's what they hurt. You know, like, well, I don't no, want to push on the back. Mean, like, and sometimes I say, well, why? And well, I'm like, a lot of, like, I just want to try different positions. And that's, uh, that's fine. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll do a side push in a second. I have literally delivered on the side. I've delivered, I've delivered hands and knees the other day. Like, I'm totally fine with that as long as it's safe and as long as you're able to move in those positions. Like, I have been pushing with a patient who was on her, she was, you know, pushing in her back. Um, not flat, but, you know, pushing on her back. And as I was, I always use when I'm, I, I felt, and I was like, I feel like my baby's turned a funky way. So literally, you know, I felt for that suture line and I felt my suture, I didn't feel it going this way. It was like going, it was like, it wasn't straight. And I was like, she's got good effort. I think I need to turn her on her side. So I literally put her on her side. I think we pushed for like two or three contractions on her side. I put her back on her back and that baby said, I said, yes. And literally (laughs) called the midwife when we had a baby. So I think. Pushing on the back is not always bad when it's super effective. I think people don't think it's going to be effective. Yes, because or I think they like, think, other they think positions are gravity more is working against them. Um, I think it stems more from like back in the day where everybody was delivering at home, mm-hmm. like the the instinctual feeling of getting into a squatting it's position a, yeah, it's a dude, yeah. is, and I think that's what they think about. Mm-hmm. But if you think about how you deliver on your back, you're literally in a squatting position. It's just, it's like if I took a picture and I turned it this way. I mean, yeah, seriously. Picture. It's, it's just, just I turned to it this the side. Way. Yeah, I turned and it I mean, way. like, if you have an epidural, like, which a lot of the population does get an epidural, yes. right? Yes. You can absolutely do, like, side pushing. You might be able to get a hands and knees, depending mm-hmm. on, like, how dense it is. Mm-hmm. But you're essentially doing the squatting position with your knees to your chest the exact same way you would mm-hmm. as if you were being able to stand up. Mm-hmm. And I don't think people look at it like that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And they're like, gravity is working against me. And I'm like, well, baby, I can tilt your bed. <laughs> I mean, we can do a little reverse Trendelenburg. bird. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I I think just, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm, listen, I'm going to support you in whatever you want to do. If you say, I don't want to, however, if you, I don't want to push on my back. Okay. okay. Well, how do you want to push? Um, if it's not safe, I cannot let you get in hands and knees. Right. Like you, you can't even hold up your own leg because it's so. Baby, numb. we can't get a squat bar in here because you, you, you have zero, <laughs> zero control right, over your leg. Right. Like I, your leg fell off the bed two minutes ago, and I had to pick it up. You know, like pick it up for you. So yeah. that's that's not safe. Um, but we can try all kinds of things, and I will be complete. And I'm going to be honest with you, as your nurse, if we push like this for thirty minutes. And you're like, is it working? I'm going to say, uh, not really. You know, no, you haven't really moved the baby. Or well, yes. Or yes. Yes. yes yeah, no, sure. It's working. Yeah. yeah. So we can keep trying it. We can keep trying it. Um, but I'm going to be honest. Um, because I have had, you know, patients were determined. They didn't want to push on their back. I don't want to push on my back. I don't want to push on my back. I said, okay. Put her on the side. She's pushing. She's pushing. She's pushing. And she didn't move that baby at all. And so she was like, is it? I'm just so tired. Why is it not working? I said, um, I think you were a little more effective on your back and i think the the sensation of pressure yes makes a huge difference if i turn you on like, your side it alleviates that that pressure yeah. on your rectum and now you you just kind of doing like you don't really <laughs> you're not i mean really think there. about it like when you go to sit down on the toilet do you poop on your side no i don't <laughs> i mean not either but i mean like it's because you have that sensation mm-hmm. on your rectum yeah. like okay something's gotta get out yeah yeah 
And then I flipped her back on her back. and Now, I have had beautiful babies, like, on the side. Yeah. And sometimes your baby may need that. Like your I said, baby may need yes. to be pushing on the side. Yeah. Maybe that baby's not tolerating. <laughs> that baby's not tolerating contractions. Yes. In in a lithotomy position yeah. like that. Like that cord might be somewhere funky. Like, yeah. Yep. And it's like, oh, okay, let me get you off of that. You mm-hmm. know, we, we turn you to the side and it's like, ooh, no. okay. Oof, thank you. I can breathe. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I mean. What are like some instruments and stuff that we can, not instruments, that sounded bad. What are some supportive objects that mm-hmm. we can use during labor for pushing and. For pushing? Or, or positioning. Before we get in, yeah. Before we get there. Um. I am, if I had to write a paper on one thing, <laughs> it's going to be that young man, the peanut ball. He comes in all sizes and all colors. He does come in all colors. But he works every time. <laughs> he works every, I am a firm believer in the peanut ball. I, it listen, literally looks like a peanut. Yeah. That's why we call it that. Like it's, it's, it's a yoga ball, yeah. but it's got the divots in like the middle. Peanut, like a peanut. Like a peanut does. Like a peanut. Um, I love it. I love it. It is. He's changing lives. Put pop that. Listen, especially me, with an effort. I've even done it on unmedicated. Yeah, I have too. And then like, they hate it. They hate it. <laughs> but it but don't it, last long. It don't right. last long. Man. We ain't got long. We ain't got long. But that's kind of my. That's kind of my go to. My my signature. Oh, okay. Let me get you comfortable. We're gonna make sure that bladder's empty. You, however you come. If they're if let's say they're they're medicated. Let's say they got an epidural. I get you comfortable. I get you on your side. You go night night. Pop that peanut ball in there, and I do do one of these on your shoulder and get you all cozy. <laughs> I'm have, I'm gonna have me a baby. Yeah, I'm gonna agreed, have me a baby. Agree. I'm gonna have me a baby. Matter of fact, peanut ball. I'll come and turn you in an hour uh, or less. Uh, bingo, bingo. <laughs> I'm gonna give you an hour. I come in there and they be knocked out. Too. Mm-hmm. They knocked Drool. out. Knocked Rolling. out because they, they ain't slept. I have heard people say. That post epidural nap was the best nap they've had in forty weeks. <laughs> like I, I ain't slept this good since, since I got since pregnant. I got pregnant since I got pregnant. Um, but yeah, listen, and I put that peanut ball in there, get that pelvis nice and open. In an hour, we are gonna flip. I'm gonna do it on the other side. Yeah. After that, sometimes it's like, just, I'm feel, I feel pressure. Like, I feel a lot of pressure. Yes, you are. Yes, yes. you are. I got you. You're welcome. Yeah, you're, right. you're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Let's have us a baby. Let's have yeah. us a baby. So yeah, I I am hands down. I'm a peanut ball girl. Peanut ball. Peanut balls till I die. Um, another- spinning babies has a really good um, like spinningbabies.com has a really good pictorial tutorial. Well, what spinning- we know what spinning babies is, but um, it probably just okay. Spinning good. babies is a program designed to get babies adequately in the pelvis correctly like let's say if your baby was breech mm-hmm. and we they have like educational opportunities and things online and a whole lot of actually yeah like really good. really good they're resource good. for turning your baby like right side right or um let's say it's coming down asynclitic where Which it's is- not coming down like straight up and down like this it's coming down like hey <laughs> girl please don't um, <laughs> they've got really really great positioning for mm-hmm. to get your baby lined up correctly in the mm-hmm. pelvis um even for like baby. sunny side up babies yeah where those, they're those. coming down instead of coming down facing the floor like they're supposed like to yes they're what we call posterior mm-hmm. and occipit posterior and so they're looking at the ceiling when they come out. And so Spinning Babies has really good resources for, like, turning babies. Yeah. Spinning babies. Yeah, I love Spinning Babies. <laughs> um, also something that's that I, that she's she's a good one, and she's been around for a long time, is a good old sheet. Oh, I love. A good, a good, good tug, tug of war? war? Yeah, I'm getting this baby under the pelvis because I'm not going the other way. Okay, so literally. We want it out the vagine and not the in-between. That's my new thing. <laughs> that's cute that's real cute that's real cute so literally (laughs) i take like a flat sheet uh, and i just tie a big knot in each end my mama gets one end and i get the other um i another and also just this is just fyi for nurses i feel like some people don't get as good of tug of war because their mama is not flat enough like 
when you're when because you have to think about what the about the pelvis and what you're trying to do you're trying to get that baby up and under the pubic bone if you are sitting too far up semi-fowlers you are literally you're doing one like, of these numbers yes literally and it's gonna take a look a lot more effort to get that baby to do this but if you lean that mama back a little more lean back lean back baby's gonna it's literally gonna do one she's of she's not saying flat not flat you don't but want lean. them flat. You want them to lean back. Literally, lean you back. want them lean back a little more. So literally, your baby just kind of does what these <laughs> just, just slides under. You know, that baby just, you know, dives under that pelvic bone. Um, so, yeah, I think just a little, little tidbit for, for newer nurses when you're wanting to try. Um, also, think about how big war. your knot is. We're talking about exerting a lot of force here. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to be holding on to a knot that this okay, big. My, I literally tie the knot. Like, I wrap it around my arm like this. And so, my knot is big. Huge. Yeah, mine too. Mine too. Um, so, yeah. And I'm going to tell you how I know Tug of War has been around a long time. Because when I talk to my mom. So, I'm 31 years old. Damn. When I talk to my mom about when she gave birth to me, she, before I became an L&D nurse, she used to talk about how. Um, well, the nurse had a sheet and she was pulling and I was pulling and I was like, I, I, again, back then I, I was like, girl, okay, whatever. Shout out to Laverne's nurse. So now I said, not she was doing talking war 30 years ago. <laughs> so she's, listen, she's, she is tried and true. I love it. She, I love she's it. been around for a long time. So she, she doing something right. Yeah. She's doing something right. So yeah, I do. I love and it gives them war. something else to focus on. Yeah. Like it's, it's not more so cause you're. I literally tell them like, hey, the object of the game is to not pull me into bed with you. Mm -hmm. Or like for you to try to pull, pull me, me into bed, bed with mm -hmm. you. Just and, don't let me go. I'm going to go flying through the wall. Right. Yeah, don't. And, I will be injured. And then they're like pulling with everything that they yeah. got. And they don't even realize that they're bearing down while they do it. Mm -hmm. And they're pushing a and baby. You can, you can and I can see, see that baby like, crowning. Yes. Yes. So yeah. Peanut ball. Tug and, of war. I'm going to let you know. Some of the extras, I don't really got to have all that. Like, if I, you give me a peanut ball and a sheet, uh, I can make something shake with those two items. So you don't do, like, the steps and the cup chairs and the, the squatty potty. Okay, and... let me tell you, I have used a cup chair before because my mom wanted to get in the shower. And I let her, she wanted to sit on it, and so I let her. So okay. I let her. Yeah, I, so I have, I have used the cup chair before in the shower. Um, that was such a good delivery. By the way, Des was in there with me with that Oh, one. I love it. Love um, it. But yes, I have used that before too. Now, again, the rest, I'll use it if I need to, but those two, those two items, I can, I can about make some shake with the, with the sheet and the peanut ball. And the peanut ball. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Um, talking about like when you were talking about getting underneath the pubic bone. Mm -hmm. So like most people don't know that these, the babies has to make a, what we call a curvicaris mm -hmm. maneuver. Um, and there are several, several things that go into that, that cause them to do that internal rotation, external rotation and all it is mm -hmm. so that we can start to see a baby head come out. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of people don't understand, like, oh, am I doing anything? Mm -hmm. Is it, why am I pushing for so long? Yeah. But, like, people don't understand, like, each millimeter is really you and your baby working together. Mm -hmm. And every little bit counts. Every little every push. Every little bit, yeah. Every little push counts. You don't and want it to come flying out of there. <laughs> no, your tissue needs to stretch. Maybe you have a vajazzle. Of a, uh, of a jazz hole. What is a vaginus? Yeah, that's what you're going to have. That baby comes <laughs> shooting out of there like a rocket. You better slow that. Slow down. It's okay. Get you to let want it take the baby time. to like stretch the tissue yes. out. Yeah. Slowly but surely, baby. It, win, it wins the race. It's yeah. Fine. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Um, but yes, it's that, you know, understanding that. And I, anatomy, it, it's always yeah. a good education, you know, education moment for, for nurses with their moms when it's just like, gosh, just. And to the, but you have to think thirty to us thirty minutes of pushing is like oh that's that's good. The mama feels like it's three hours. Yeah. So yeah. I have to explain like I know it's it's tiring because it's a lot of work and it's a lot of effort. But you have to explain like it's really just it's this mm -hmm. it's this uh, you know a couple steps forward you know three might steps be a, back. might be a couple back you know so and you're yeah. but eventually we gonna get to here and that head's gonna be in front of that pubic bone. It's like oh, oh, all right okay all right. can't go back now. The only way out is that yeah, way wait. that yeah. way. Um, 
So yes, it is that that what we call it. We I always explain it like that rocking motion. Yeah, agreed. That rocking agreed. motion, you know, just getting that baby, inching that baby slowly but surely under that pubic bone, mm-hmm. and eventually we we gonna get to mm-hmm. we gonna get to right here. I love him to be like, oh look, your baby's staying down here now. Yes, <laughs> yes. I'm like, okay, give me give me two more like that. I'm about to somebody got to gown up because we about to, <laughs> we got to have us a baby. We're gonna have a baby. So yes, um, and of course talking about pushing, we talked about the time. Pushing, I know, I know it feels like forever. Um, pushing can take a while. Yes. It doesn't mean that you're doing anything wrong. wrong. It doesn't no. mean you're doing anything wrong at all. Like I said, it's your baby and it's your baby and your body working together. Yes. And your baby can't communicate with you yet. Yeah. Um, so pushing can take a while. Two hours of pushing is not, not- insane. Yep. And I know y'all, y'all, the pregnant people probably be like, girl, please. <laughs> like, no, that's like forever. Um, but two hours of pushing is not a long time. No, it's not. Um, it doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that at all. No. Um, and I think, I'm trying to think. And I think for, that, I mean, they think that might be like forever. Drill. I think they're calling that like average, preach. like, you yeah. know, we can push yeah. back, you know, about two hours. It's fine. You know, two hours. Even like unmedicated people, if your baby is coming down kind of cockeyed, kind of <laughs> funky, literally, then yeah. you can push for a while. Mm-hmm. It's just the position changing the repositioning of mm-hmm. your pelvis like it it's not uncommon for even people who do not have medication on board to push for an hour or more mm-hmm. yeah so don't think you're doing anything wrong right it's just right now Uh-oh. what is your cutoff for what oh what is your cutoff for like how long we're pushing before i do what Anyway. Well, I'm calling. I'm like, look, we've pushed for two hours. She's making great progress. I'll call you when I need you. Or, um, like, I mean, what is your... At three hours, if we're not making change, if we're not making progress, like, I'm calling. At the two-hour mark, if I've seen change, which I haven't pushed that long in a long time. Me neither. At the two-hour mark, if I have seen change and I have... And not just, like, cap it, but, like, I can feel the head, you know. Because sometimes that first hour, we're just trying to figure out how to push. Yeah. Truly. Especially if you're epiduralized. Yes. Yeah. Like, a lot of times... The like, first hour don't even count. Yeah. <laughs> literally. I Sometimes I've had to tell my mom, I know it's been two hours, but that first hour, girl, you wasn't even really pushing right. That last... Then that last hour, okay, now we got something. So, usually I call the provider and I'm like, hey... And a lot of times they'll call me. They're like, hey, what y'all doing in there? What y'all doing in there? What's your little I'm like, okay. So first hour, I'm going to be like, it don't count. Because <laughs> I, and I will say, uh, we weren't, they were like, she wasn't pushing good. No, no, she was not. But that's okay. Because now this last hour, we're doing good. And I can, I can see, I can see this when we push it without my hands, you know, being in, in there. there. Like, yeah. I can see this. Um, and usually they're like, okay. Yeah. Like most providers, I'm like, okay, just, you know, let me know. I'll be like, okay. me. Call me for delivery. Yeah, literally. Most of them are like, okay, just call me when you're ready. And I, I love that. I love that. Let me do my thing. Let me do my <laughs> thing. Um, but yeah, right right there about that, about that two hour is when I'll at least give somebody an update and let them know what's going on. Because, you know, I might let my mama be like, okay, you know, shake shake it all out. Get you some, get you a few, I get something in your mouth. Everybody, put some you, chapstick on. Put some chapstick on. You need to, you know, let's dab your washcloth again. You know, let's get you something. Let's kind of, you know, reset, refresh. Because now, you know, let's really now, get to now it. Let's, let's have us a baby. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. Let's do it. Let's have us a baby. So, yeah. And then once we, you know, crowned up. I I call the I call the I call the gang 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 gang. I call you know I call my tech. (laughs) I call my provider. I call my midwife. I call my OBGYN. You know I call my tech. I call my extra pair of hands. I call them in there and hopefully in the next few pushes we have us a baby. Ta da! We made it. (laughs) We made it. We made it to the baby. And then you know. Then the then we got a whole other different process after that. Yeah. Yeah. So second stage ends. At the birth of the baby. At the birth of the baby. And then we have our third stage of labor, which is what we'll talk about on the next episode. A cliffhanger. (laughs) (laughs) A cliffhanger. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, so that is that's our that's our episode one of season two. Oh wow. We made it. Episode one of season two. We made it. Okay, Uh, sorry. uh, (laughs) As always, as always, guys, as always. You can find us on all of your social media handles at the Laborhood Pod. You can follow us on YouTube now (laughs) at the Laborhood Podcast. We all over the place. All over Beyonce's internet. 
You can follow me on IG, TikTok, and Facebook at underscore the shyster, S-H-A-Y-S-T-E-R, and Miss Emmy. Um, you can follow me on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram at Sadidi Essence, S-A-D-I-T-Y underscore Essence, E-S-S-E-N-C-E. Um... I don't think my page is private. You can just, you know, see what I'm up to. I'm, I'm weak. I'm always out having a good time. Um, <laughs> and, um, yeah. Oh, and our website. Oh, we have a website We have now. a website now. We have a website. You guys can, uh, you know, subscribe. You know, if you scroll all the way to the bottom, put your email in so you can see what we're up to. You know, when join it, the when, hood, guys. Join the hood. Welcome. Oh, welcome, welcome to, to the, the neighborhood. <laughs> Um, our website is www.thelaborhoodpod.com. Um, it is your favorite certified nurse midwife and, and your, your favorite, favorite inpatient obstetrics RN. And that's you're it. Free to you're go. free to go. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>